Good evening and welcome back to the Dark Side Live podcast. Tonight we've got an absolutely great guy and tonight we've got Lee Iberson. Um Lee is just absolutely going places at the moment. Um, so we're going to get um, Lee on. We're going to have a really good conversation here. Because um, really, I, I obviously want to introduce you to Lee. Um, obviously, he's done a, a recent podcast as well. Um, obviously, with previous um, guest on here, and Tomo from Granite Zero. Um, so that's always like, an excellent uh, podcast even uh, go listen to if you want to uh, obviously listen to a bit more of Lee's conversations. Um, so really what we're going to do is uh, get on there and really discuss it because somebody like obviously I got introduced to uh, by another good friend of mine. Um, he introduced us to Lee. Um, so we're going to get him on, going to have that conversation. And really it's just to get a bit more in depth as well. Um, plus, like I said, to try and get a bit more like variety and a bit more diversity on the podcast as well. So it's not predominantly always going to be like to say veterans or um, other areas such as that. So Lee's, I've seen Lee's just joined us there. So Lee's just going to send a request over and then we can get this going straight away. Minus just load up now. Hello, mate. All right. Hi, Chris. How you doing, man? Yeah, yeah, good. How's life? Uh, not too bad, thank you. A yeah. little bit yesterday. Spent all my day in the mountains and I'm a little bit sun-kissed, but... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> it's all good stuff. Yeah. How are you, man? Yeah, yeah, good. Just busy. Really, really busy. Uh, obviously working on this working on new projects obviously writing a book so it's just really go 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 each day i'm kind of like got this big board i'm ticking off and i'm slowly getting through the days ticking off all of the all the things that need to get done Man, it's definitely going what book are you doing it's basically it's my it's like a proper like a first novel i'm doing so this is like like it's all like japanese based okay so, I, so i'm gonna have to do all like the um so the, in all the words, and plus I have to do a lot of the, like the Japanese, the way that's written as well. Um, so there's a lot of research as well. It's quite heavy. It's all Ronin. Uh, so obviously like, I've been throwing a few things out there on the stories recently, but it's just uh, coming down to like the last, basically the chapter now, the, um, like the epilogue. Uh, yeah. So it's wrapping things up now. Uh, so hopefully that's going to be a case of like, get this bit done. Give it like a good like a good week so I can go through each chapter, do all the proofreading and editing on that. Um, shouldn't take long anyway. That and then I can look at like, obviously doing launch dates because we're self publishing. It's very very straightforward and easy anyway. Um, so so it's all good stuff really. And I see you you're repping the big brands today. <laughs> yeah, uh, got Lakota going on today as always. Nice one, nice one. Now with the podcast, they're very straightforward, very uh, easy going. And I know, I don't want to see, like I said previously there, obviously you did the, uh, the big one with Tomo there. And that was, that was absolutely like spot on. It's amazing content there. So I recommend anybody jump on, have a good listen to that as well. Uh, Cause I mean, the conversation, you know, I know how Tomo likes to do his tangents. I mean, oh, maybe it should be, it should we, be renamed Tomo's tangents, but we should, we uh, we avoided a few rabbit holes, that's for certain. But uh, yeah. enjoyed it. Like same as I said to him, like I was a bit confused sort of why I was asked on, but we actually had a just a really good laugh. It was like talking to a mate. Um, but yeah, it's um, I wouldn't suggest anyone listens to the full two hours because we do sort of waffle on. Goes <laughs> <laughs> from talking about the ride to then fitness chicks and mushrooms and all, all down some rabbit holes. But it was good fun. <laughs> I'm really yeah, great. definitely. Now I enjoyed that one because it, it does go it, like it's very diverse in the way the subjects, and I think it's good because it naturally flowed that way. How yeah. it went from subject to subject was very like that flow and content, which essentially you would need. And it was actually very relaxed two hours really when you actually listen to it. It didn't become like like log jammed where you where you kind of come a bit oh well we're not quite on subject now we've got to find something else. It was that very free flowing conversation. Which is always like, refreshing, anyway. Like I said, it just seemed like I was talking to a friend. To be honest, yeah. I've been very good at this whole sort of social media thing because of like I don't like, despite what people would think, I don't like being on camera. Yeah. Uh, I'm quite. It makes me quite uncomfortable. But yeah. actually, made me feel really at home. We had a good laugh, um, and the the time just we we could have gone on for four hours, I reckon. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I think what it is, you have that really deep conversation. And I see the old Tomo's straight on there. Yeah, pay up later, matey. No worries. Checks in the late... Yeah, is all that checks all in the bounce. Is that the, pl... is that the rubber one that bounces? <laughs> but like, with this one today, it was just really, obviously, to give yourself a bit more, like, because obviously, we, uh, I was introduced to yourself by Stu from Lakota. 
Um, and straight away, I was like, yep, get him on. Let's have that uh, conversation going there. So if you just want to jump in straight in there and give a bit of like a backstory to yourself there. Um, I don't really know what to say, to be honest. Um, I'm just a bit of an average guy. Uh, always sort of been into my fitness, etc. Uh, I used to be an amateur competitive bodybuilder. Uh, that turned me into someone that I didn't really like, if I'm honest. And the industry yeah. changed in a way that made me just become a version of me that I didn't agree with. Um, so I sort of went through a big change with that. Um, and I guess if I can put what I do now into any sort of title, uh, it would be a sort of fitness adventurer. So I try yeah. and do bit of everything, but like cycling, running, trail running, climbing, bodybuilding still to a certain degree. Like I'm always going to maintain a, like a bodybuilding sort of base with my workouts, uh, functional fitness. Uh, cycling obviously with the event coming up yeah definitely that's it really I, I live in uh, Somerset uh, in Wales in the smallest city uh, in the country which is uh, where Hot Fuzz was filmed if anybody knows where that is that's probably claimed a fame in it I know I've got to say it because otherwise no one else knows where it is unless I say I'm five miles away from Glastonbury Festival yeah um, that's, that's what it is isn't it you have to get the old the old big dark marker just go bang there we are Glastonbury Everyone springs to my thing. Oh no, is that exactly where it is? So it's a beautiful. Exactly. So I mean, really, the 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 focus I really wanted to focus on the obviously the podcast tonight was the big event, and I think it's something that really you know massive respect to yourself, um, you know, and and it's something that really got us interested because it's like it's not something that's like. If, I, if you just want to jump straight in there and just give the breakdown of the event itself, I think that's going to be easier for people to really see from your perspective. Okay. So for me, uh, I actually don't really just class it as a ride. Um, yeah. For me, one of my friends approached me saying that he, he wanted to do something to uh, support the charity that has helped uh, his uh, girlfriend's cousin, uh, his, daughter, uh, his girlfriend's cousin uh, is two and she's got a uh, Wilms tumor which is cancer of the kidney yeah. but he wanted to raise money because they've been instrumental in the like in her recovery and straight away I was like I'm in I don't care what it is um, I'll help in any way I can uh, so we decided that we we're going to do a ride from Bristol to Paris um, self-funded so three of us because there's um, our really good friend Tom Clark as well, who I run a Rugby Sevens team with. Um, we all went out and bought bikes. And so we were going to do it in September. And that's it. We've just, we're going for it. We want to, we want to raise awareness to help a charity that actually does something to help. Whereas most charities I find, I don't really believe in them because they end up like the money doesn't go where it needs to. Having have experience with Beads of Courage, we actually know that they are helping and they are doing something with the money. And that's why we're, I'm hugely into getting behind this and getting everyone and all the support's been overwhelming. And I just want to try and make it as big as I can. Because at the end of the day, the ride to me is just, it's fun. Like I love training, I love pushing myself. So that, that side of it, I don't want people to focus on the event because it's not that, to me, it's not that big, it's not that hard. It's what it represents. That's, yeah, definitely needs to take away you know i'm i'm just an average bloke that uh you know phoebe is the warrior phoebe's the inspiration in this she's the one that's gone through something that i can't even comprehend if that was my daughter i don't know how i'd handle it and i don't yeah. know else who knows how they can handle it until you're in that situation Absolutely. so addition of being completely helpless if me using my health and my fitness to raise awareness to help a charity help a girl like Phoebe, then I'm absolutely going to do it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, how many miles are you looking at completing from that, that distance between Bristol and Paris? I think it's around 370. So it's, yeah. uh, I am hoping for us to do it within two and a half days. Yeah. Uh, quite a feat in itself. Um, we're hoping to sort of leave really early on Thursday, the 18th of September, yeah. and arrive in Paris sort of midday, on the Saturday so that we can enjoy some steak and some wine as well. Absolutely. 
Because <laughs> I think that's what it is. Like you like you said, it's not the event itself; it's the meaning behind the event, and that's what's important. If you can get the message out there, and like like you said, you're gonna you're gonna enjoy it anyway because you enjoy that training. But it's getting that message out there. Say, look, if we can raise this X amount of money, this is the target we're looking at. This is why we're doing it. But it's the importance of why you're doing it, because I think that's what it is in any like challenge. Anybody who trains, anybody who does a certain type of event that they kind of think, right, I can do this. Oh, I'd love to do this. And then like really push themselves to those further distances or what to that extreme level of what they want to aim for. To them, it's like it's just a, it's just themselves. Yes, it's a challenge, but it's the like I say it is that foundation and the meaning behind that challenge. And I think that's something like you really hit on a really good point there because I obviously I previously worked for um, charity fundraising, and yep. I know exactly what you're talking about. I mean, one guy that ran a company, and that's, and this probably happens in quite a few across the country. I'm not going to obviously name names or you know, it's. Yeah. This one guy, he was earning 20,000 a week. Now, 20,000 a week, it's like, that's crazy. Exactly. I mean, there, there are examples, like famous examples of people, celebrities that have donated money to a village, directly to the village, and it's helped massively. Whereas the UK has some very, very famous events throughout the year. Again, I won't name any events. Yeah. But we raise hundreds and hundreds of thousands of pounds but we do this every year. Yeah. Really see the benefits of it. Yeah. And I, I don't agree with that. And I don't agree with putting a CEO in his new Aston Martin, to be honest. I, you know, I'd rather give the money to someone that's actually going to do something with it and actually help other people. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Cause I think that's what it is really when people are like do an event or do like a charity fundraise or something like that, they want, they, they want to see that money go to where it needs to be. They don't, you know, yes, because predominantly, as I was told myself when I looked into, obviously, charity sectors and areas such as that, I was told it's a business. And yes, I agree with it. It's a business. You've got to make that profit loss. People have got to be paid for the services. But it's then, it's almost like, where does it go too much? Like I said, the one guy, he was earning like 20000 a week and he was asked the question, oh, like, which charity would you give to? Or, would you know, et cetera, et cetera. And he turned around and said, well, why would I give like, any of my money to charity? And you're thinking you're earning 20,000 a week off charities. Exactly. You know, that, that's exactly what I mean. Um, and I just, that's why I will only get behind charities that are pretty much non-profit. You know, I'm not asking people that run charities to not make any money because we all need to live. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. So I'm not saying that a CEO of a charity doesn't deserve to be well off. But what I'm yeah. saying, you're going to have a charity make sure that you're actually putting into what you're like what you're supposed to be like donating to not just yeah. taking money for yourself and that's why like i said having the experience with bees of courage from you know what phoebe's parents have told me yeah. and what like i've been told by tom they've been instrumental so that's why i'm going to help them um i will try and help anyone in any situation if i can to be honest um, yeah definitely definitely it means a lot and that's why I really want to stress as much as I can that I don't want people to think it's just about the ride because yeah. I mean positive benefits of fitness like you know it I know it you know I'm enjoying myself I'm with two of my best friends we're gonna have three days of riding our bikes out in probably in really nice weather get some really nice steak and wine at the end of the day you know that's not what it's about it's about the parents will be in Paris like waiting for us as well because this means so much to them because of what they've had to go through, you know? Exactly. Exactly. Cause I think that's what it is. So really, like you said, it's the end result because that's what you're looking at. It's like to yourself, you're looking at it from a different perspective of like, you can enjoy this as, you know, as a group get from a to that B, you know, and complete it. But in the meantime, yes, you're going to enjoy it on that side, but in the other side of it, it's going to raise a lot of money. Cause I mean, I do, I mean, I do agree with that. And I mean, I know that myself from, like, say, a lot of veterans charities. You kind of think, well, is the money really going to, you know, going to these? Because a lot of them seem to be like that conveyor belt services. Oh, we'll pass you along to the next one, to the next one, to the next one. And it's also seen in that sector as well. There needs to be a lot more, you know, look into charities as a whole, I think, in the UK. But it's great that, like you said, it's always, it's, it's basically look at the charities and what they do, where the money goes to. 
And like you said, at the end of the day, it's not about that right. It's about that money that comes in from people who have paid in. You know, it's going to the right area. And I think that's what it really does. It's that real benefit, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's, it's about knowing that that charity are actually delivering on what they say their ethos or their belief is. That That's what's important to me and that's why we're doing it. And, you know, I'm happy to help a charity, like I said, but it needs to be to a charity that is actually going to deliver on what they said because otherwise I'm, I'm not interested. Yeah, definitely. Now, someone that interested me will obviously get to know yourself a bit better there. I mean, like you said about the bodybuilding world, and I know that's that's you know that's an area that's been like discussed quite a lot, especially on social media and whole world of like influencers and the way things are portrayed now. I mean, do you look at it now in a different light and say you were say ten years ago? Uh, my experience with bodybuilding, personally, yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, I, I bodybuilded for several reasons, um, one of which was insecurity. Yeah. So that may surprise some people that don't have experience within bodybuilding itself, but most bodybuilders are looked upon as being the vain or arrogant or like think they're better than everyone else because of their physique, when actually it's quite the opposite. Yeah. I'm definitely someone that believes that if you don't like something in your life, you have the ability to change it yeah. the time. There are some circumstances where you can. And so that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to change my physique because I was unhappy with it. And I was 20, 25, so I wasn't young. Well, I mean, I was young. I wish I was 25 still now, but I uh, wasn't young in sort of bodybuilding senses. Yeah. Uh, and the other reason was I've been doing my job, my career, uh, for since I was 14. I, yeah. And I needed a new... I've always felt like I could do more. So I needed something to do with sort of the mental capacity that was left. And bodybuilding to me had that because I could learn everything from physics, nutrition, uh, biology, chemistry, everything. And it was just an endless endeavor for me. And it still is, you know, I think it's, uh, it's one of Ross Edgley's statements is fitness is a journey that everyone should start, but no one should finish. That is one of my favorite quotes because I'm still in fitness. I may not like lift weights to be massive or anything now, but I'm still chasing fitness all the time because it's just part of who I am. But the thing with bodybuilding is that turned me into a, a different person is <sighs> bodybuilding is one of those sports that you are, you have to accept the fact that you will never be happy or content with how you look because you're always going to want to strive for more. So, you know, anyone who goes to the gym and they might see someone in the gym that's bigger than them, who's got what they think is like an ideal physique, or they were like, oh, if I look like that, I'd be happy. And what people don't probably realize, and my, my, even myself, I'm a fool for this, is when you get to that point, uh, my back, yeah, sorry, yeah, pause yeah, for a sec. Yeah, no you're always going to want to strive for even that little bit more. And it's a continual battle. For me, it just became, I started to become opinionated on the way that people should train and how I should train. When I I didn't really have the genetics to be very good at bodybuilding anyway. And again, within bodybuilding, if someone, we'll take Tomo out of this because he says he's good at basketball. If you look at a five five foot guy, right? you're not going to look at him and say he's going to be the next Michael Jordan, right? Yeah. Whereas with bodybuilding, people try and, like, they're too, they neglect genetics within it because yeah. they, the more li- weights they lift, the more food they eat, the more anabolics they take, they can do what Phil Heath does. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, Where yeah, definitely. They, they seem to neglect the fact that genetics are such a key point in it but it's probably one of the only sports that people don't actually like, they don't like to be honest with themselves so much in life. They don't want to actually accept. And I did because it, I don't have genetics for bodybuilding at all. You know, I don't have the muscle bellies, et cetera. Uh, But it just made me very opinionated. And I'm someone who actually, I don't care if someone's bigger, better, faster, stronger than me. I'm not a competitive person against anyone else. Maybe on the odd occasion, but on the most part, I only want to like 
be better than myself each time. Yeah, definitely. Because I think that's what you've really hit a good point there. Because with bodybuilding, I know I bodybuilding do. itself, <laughs> and like, um, it, like I know bodybuilding is a very, it can become quite dangerous, quite self-destructive. Because people will get that mindset of like, I want to be better. Or they see other people and that becomes competitive, which then can become dangerous. And there's also like the areas that like you're saying, steroids. There's all this like area within like in that bodybuilding world, should I say. And I know somebody that I've recently been, uh, I've been listening to quite a lot of. And obviously mentioned in the Ross actually there. Um, it was a James Smith PT. Yeah. Uh, James Smith, to me, it's like, this guy's a real deal. He'll call you out. He'll say what he, you know, he's even his post this morning. If you'd seen it this morning, basically he just literally just rips a person apart, but he does it in such an intelligent and good way. Yeah. And it's, and it, cause he just can't stand for the bullshit. And I think that's what it is, is, is either with things like bodybuilding. And a lot of people said it, it can become quite self-destructive because you did it purely for yourself to become better, which is the positive way you wanted to like, obviously build your physique. You wanted to work on becoming better and plus also like that, like I said, the mental headspace. Now I know myself working out and then doing some weights and I will include weights as you've got to have that almost important part of your workout because you can work from the top to the bottom and weights are an effective way, whether it be free weights or working, say, in a gym environment. Now, how do you feel when you've, when they say, completed or hit a PB? Is that, obviously, you, you get to that like, mental headspace, which is that positive area, isn't it? Yeah, I mean... The thing for me is, actually, I might have started bodybuilding for a, a positive reason. Um, but it actually took me to a place or to a personality that I didn't like. Maybe yeah. because I was jealous of the people that did have the genetics. Because yeah. no matter how hard I worked, I was never going to get what they had. And so I became opinionated and strongly opinionated on things that I didn't really need to be. And it made me just yeah. not enough. And I think a lot of people that bodybuild go into a similar issue because you end up with quite an unhealthy relationship with food or some yeah. kind of people because some people can do it easily. But even now I'm very like particular with my foods. I can't look at foods as just, uh, I look at a plate of food and I still see protein, fats and carbs. I'm glad yeah. I think that I've learned so much and I'm so thankful for my experiences from bodybuilding because it can teach you so many important things that you can like apply to life, the discipline, yeah and the structure like these are things that you know we should be teaching like younger generations you know so bodybuilding is a great sport and it's a great avenue just for me it actually didn't work out that way and i actually found that there are other ways for me to excel or like enjoy my headspace but don't get me wrong like when you can like you said when you hit a pb it's amazing like you know you can and i think it's not just a pb that works with anything anything that you can progress at and bodybuilding is one of those things like or weightlifting powerlifting anything like that when you can see a gradual improvement either in your physique or within the weights that you're lifting you know you feel you're achieving something and humans by nature always want to progress that's just part of who we are that's why we have you know cars now that in the 60s they look completely different you can hit 0 to 60 in like five seconds now. You couldn't have done that in the 60s. And we're always trying to strive for more. And that's great. And that, you know, just for me, that wasn't the avenue that uh, I needed to continue. Yeah, definitely. Because I think what it is, is like you, you've hit another good point there with bodybuilding. And I know something that I've followed quite closely for many, many years is actually Arnold Schwarzenegger. And, it's, and there's a lot of it where he, he uses his mentality in the way that he looks at bodybuilding and then applies that to life like he's talk, always talks about repetition yes keep the repetitions going and that, i think that's a great point there's a lot of things you can see from say bodybuilding and apply it into life like that repetition just keep you know keep that repetitive edge going or like say muscle memory everything then becomes that muscle memory every time you do something and i think there's a lot of like you can you can look at it as they think okay i can take that lesson from here and that lesson from there now your personal evolution like you're saying you when you came out of that that environment where like did you find that now it was just a case of like you'd kind of seen where you were like right i i don't like the person i'm at you want to change that direction did you find that that evolution i mean was it a case of that you knew where you were heading to or was it just something that you naturally fell into i i think the thing that really changed it for me is i actually started work i tried to turn uh 
my passion into my work. Um, yeah. So bodybuilding was my passion and I started to then work for companies to build gym equipment. Yeah. And I sort of live by these morals of respect, truth, honesty and loyalty. And yeah. when I was working for these companies, uh, I actually left both of them because they weren't upholding those values to their customers. Yeah. My name attached to it. But actually, I saw that the industry changed, social media changed what bodybuilding was. It isn't the same way that it was when people like Dorian Yates were into it. It isn't yeah. a going and training in a, training in a dungeon g gym and yeah. building this incredible physique. It's now about posing with your ass out in the air and, you know, anyone who's got like a six pack can promote something. And, you know, that it just, it just didn't sit well with me. Like it just, I kind of just needed to shy away from it. I didn't enjoy my experiences on stage as a bodybuilder. That wasn't the part of the process that I enjoyed. Yeah. And not, not really an extrovert in that way. Um, made me feel very uncomfortable. So yeah, I just felt that I needed a change. I met some other people in my life that were actually motorcyclists and they didn't look at me in a way of, Oh, you're a really big muscly guy. They didn't yeah. judge me on that. Whereas most public do judge bodybuilders on how they look when they know nothing about you. They already have a preconception of what, who you're going to be or what you're going to be like. Yeah. Um, and I met some motorcyclists when I passed my test and they didn't judge me. They treated me just for who I am. They liked me for who I was. And it made me realize I'm in an industry of so much like criticism and yeah. based on how you look and that, yeah, that isn't who I am or what I want to be part of. And that's not what I want to promote to anyone. Um, so for me, like I said earlier, if I don't like something, I'll change it. And I did. I just, I never stopped training because training is part of who I am and I love it, but I don't associate myself with what would be classed as bodybuilding anymore. Yeah, definitely. Cause I've seen that myself a lot. The big change of social media went from being like you're saying that almost underground sport where there was that, that old gym. And I know that from martial arts worlds, you know, when you see the MMA scene, the way it's changed, you know, the old style cage fighting to like the way it is now big arena sport. Now it's also like you're saying bodybuilding or any kind of fitness area. It seems to be now social media. It's almost like gone from something that's very like the like old school, where it be old school weights, old school training. You know, five a.m. train, 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 and the way that the greats like Dorian Yates, Arnold Schwarzenegger, all the greats out there who were training from that you know old school mentality. And I think what it is now it has gone into more of it's a it's you could just almost say what you see is almost like fashion. It was the same way that I'd seen, like, you know, how we used to be able to get a pair of trainers or we wanted something. Now it was into JD Sports is now the fashion. And you can walk around JD and you're like, can you really wear that for training? You yeah. know, or the trainers look like something out of space, don't they? You kind of think, what are these? You know, and it has, it has evolved into something that is into a business. It's into fashion. It's into that. Where the two shouldn't always be separated. To me, training is training. Whether that's doing jujitsu, ninjutsu, karate, any of the martial arts, you know, in an old in an old style, old school gym, on the mats, rolling, choking, anything you want, boxing, the same, you know, the old school gym, same as weight training, keep it old school, keep it traditional. You know, if you want to go fashion, go fashion. Always separate the two. And I think that's where a lot of like you're saying yourself, there's a lot of that separation I I'm not quite on the ball with because like to me, I look at it as like if you're going to train, you're going to train it. You're not, you do it for that passion, not the money, not for anything else. It's about having, you know, that's, that's exactly right. It depends what you're doing anything for. Is it sort of an intrinsic reason that you're yeah. doing just for like, for me, most of the training I do is that, you know, the process is its own reward. So the training is actually the reward to me. Not, I'm not trying to build a physique that's impressive now. So actually it's the training that I enjoy the process. Yeah. Whereas, other people are doing it for accolades. They're doing it for trophy, trophies or yeah. same with any sort of sports or anything. I, d I don't want to say that social media is such a negative thing with, with bodybuilding though, because at the end of the day, now social media has allowed us to have such an accessibility to any of the people that we aspire to or that inspire us. So there is a positive side to it. I don't yeah, want to 
perspective and you know i'm someone who i've met some incredible piece, people especially in the last like year or so through social media um i really struggle struggle with it because i'm probably like yourself i'm a little bit old school um yeah. you know i'm a bit of a an ape really uh, i've only recently made my profile public because i've always been a private person um yeah. recently i've started sort of i was encouraged to put my stuff out there and my thought process out there and i you know and that's what i've done the last couple of months and i've met some incredible people and i've had some amazing conversations even to the point of being on you know on here and you know on with jono so i don't want people to think i have this negative opinion of social media because no no not at all not at all because i i think what it is 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 that it's like you're saying it's about being real in what you say if you're going to say something say it and it's like you can have that traditionalist mindset apply it in a modern application absolutely but it's you know it's it's like social media is a fantastic tool if it's utilized in the right way yes i agree there's always going to have that fashion element now people are going to have the influence on like influencer world which is absolutely brilliant you know for the business side of things when it comes to training training keep it that side if you want to go like the, obviously the fashion side of it excellent you know I'm, i don't disagree with that because it's it's making business and it makes the, the you know the community look good you know but it's also you've got to just be careful in where you tread on isn't it and it's about for me it's about like projecting the right like information to people yeah definitely like especially for like the younger generation because i think we're getting so lost in you know media and news and social media and current affairs yeah. and like things like instagram where people are judging themselves off of people that aren't projecting themselves in an honest or natural light anyway yeah. you know one of the things that i am a strong believer in i know that you're into your martial arts i actually yeah. think i know that i do this i want to do this when i have children is i would love them to learn jujitsu yeah them to learn jiu-jitsu is i feel like any sort of martial art has the basic foundations to bring up a great like person it's got the like the humility of losing in a way and it's got the work ethic if you work hard at something you will get better and you will see that development through something like a martial art and it there are no points for second place you know when we're in this you know we're in this time where everyone gets a trophy that's not how life works you know look at the current situation we're in now we should you know we've in my opinion and you know i'm just an idiot but we've become soft you know and no, no, you're absolutely right you're absolutely right what you're saying no, i think we have become that soft generation where it should be discipline respect honor all the, the basic core values and especially that because obviously we're speaking to me like my instructor john and we get in this conversation because John's like he even even like employs that into like his, his his teaching for the children. You go in the naughty corner, you know. If you misbehave, you're going to be taught that that core value. And I think that's essentially what it is. Because you're right, we have become soft as a society. Now it's time where we should be, you know, showing that and martial arts, especially jujitsu, because it is. I think what it is is it's become a point where people can see, think I can do that. Or it gives them that little bit of confidence because all kids, I always call them their natural rollers and natural grapplers. If you look at children, the way they roll, like we did as kids, we'd roll and, you know, yeah. we'd have fun. And you can teach kids to do it because they love rolling. They love getting in scraps. They love like, you know what I mean? They fall down, cry, get back up. I've watched that loads of times. But you're absolutely right there. We have become soft as a society and it does need now, it needs to be redirected back onto that track of teaching the kids that positive mindset but it's also the core values isn't it the core values because this is this is the thing that i think is a huge thing that's changed now is if i was at when i was at school if i got in trouble i'd get shouted at by the teacher right i'd be the one and i got home my parents would give me a hard time now it's changed so much that we're so soft as a nation that if a child gets told off at school and it upsets the child the parents will then go to the school and the teacher gets in trouble and that's yeah. that's not how it should be like that in my opinion that's not we we're raising such a a soft version of humans and like this pandemic has proven you know we're not prepared for things like we used to be and yeah. you know that's why i enjoy spending a lot of my time 
with people that are like veterans and people like that the yeah. people who have actually seen some shit do you know what i mean and actually yeah. got hard times they're the people that we need to talk to and we need to celebrate and the people that we need to learn from and that's why i try and surround myself with people that inspire me or bring something better out of me if that makes sense yeah definitely because i think that's what it is because i think it's down to what i can see you you've got that driven mindset but it works aligns like say the way that veterans think the way that like you know somebody on that area that's driven they know what their goals are they know what they're looking for they know where they you know that that target is that they need to be aiming for and like yourself you're very driven you've you've done things you've you've like kind of come from a place where you were like okay this needs a change now's the next evolution we always look at this like evolution now i also like i know myself i kind of always look at that part where i think right now for myself as well i do it all the time i stop i take a knee take a breather and think right i've been here i need to now go in this direction i need to be aiming forward you know and you've always got to just keep moving on you now smash one target move on to the next and i can see that within you you're very like driven you've got that same mindset you know what your goals are what your targets are and it's aligning that now with the right people now i think with yourself what you're the way you're driving forward is exactly like you're saying with people like Lakota you work alongside them and it is like you fall in line and I think that's what's great about it because you're building the community I think that's it like they've been Lakota like I said I'm, the whole social media thing seems really new to me and yeah. I uh, uh, you know my views on people that are influencers etc etc and Lakota seem to be just completely different i uh, it's uh, quite funny that a few weeks before they asked me to be part of the team, I said to my missus, I said, if there's a, anyone that I'd like to work with, it would be Lakota because what their ethos is everything that I believe in, you know, and that, you know, mental well-being, like physically and mentally through physical, like fitness or like adventure, you know, and the benefits of that and the people that are in Lakota, we have got an awesome team. I mean, I'm surrounded by, I'm, I'm just an idiot surrounded by incredible people in that team. You know, you've got the likes of Andrew, who's just a badass. I mean, he's yeah. a with a cuddly bear's face with an epic beard. He's yeah. such a guy, like, but he's such, he, he'd, kill, he'd kill you so easily, you know? <laughs> like, and the guys like you had Kev on, I listened to the podcast with you and yeah. Kev, another really nice guy. And Stu, I mean, look, yeah. what what a fucking hero you know like i said like social media is a weird thing i don't have a huge following you know but he believes in whatever i'm putting out there and the message yeah. that i'm trying to put out there so that's why he got me on the team and i think a lot of people are actually noticing what we're doing and they like it and i think more people <laughs> have just seen what andrew said <laughs> you're getting a kiss not a cuddle <laughs> that's if tanya doesn't like beat me up for taking the man <laughs> no but i community is really important and surrounding yourself with the right people for such a long i uh was made to feel slightly guilty or like i felt personally guilty for how people viewed me because i was yeah. slightly bigger etc um and it's only it's taken me until like they say that you're not really an adult till you turn 30. I turned 32 years ago and I've developed more in the last two years than I have in say five before. Yeah. And that's just through, I've, I think everyone needs to be really honest with themselves and actually yeah. like whether that's good or part that you, you need to look at yourself and dissect everything that you feel is good and what's bad. And I had to do that to then feel comfortable with who I am. And now I'm at a point in my life where I'm extremely comfortable with who I am. I'm happy with the person that I am to other people. So if people like me for that person I am, that's great. If you don't, I'm okay with that now. I don't feel any guilt if you don't like me. Like I'm comfortable with the human that I am and my morals that I live by. So it's, it's a really nice place to, to be in, but it takes that being honest with yourself and it takes surrounding yourself with people that actually want you to succeed, that don't find jealousy or envy or try and put you down because they don't like that you're succeeding and they're not. Or I want all my friends, 
anyone that's around me, I want them to do well. And if I can help them to achieve anything, I will. And I will help them in any way I can. And I want people around me that are exactly the same and feel that way about me as well. Yeah, definitely. Because I think that's what it is, really. It's because it's like, what I see in you, you bring a lot to the table. And I see you, I see you as an equal. And the reason why is because you live by these core values. Now, anybody that's honest and say, look, I, this is me. And I, I do it all the time. This is my weakness. This is my flaws. This is, a, I, I turn my, what I've taken from my weaknesses and my flaws, I've turned that into a strength. Exactly what you've done. And it's being honest. It's about, you know, being upfront with people and saying, look, good days, bad days. We all have them. But it's taking the positives from the very negatives and then turn that around. And it's the same as like, say, Lakota, I see that as a team of equals, regardless of service, regardless of backgrounds, you know, age, abilities. It's about a community. That's what the whole social media should be. It's, it's almost like building a, yeah, a big community, you see. And what I see with you, like I said earlier on, I see that as you're an equal very much to that because you bring a lot to the table because it's your honesty and your base values and your core values that set the standard of like people and on the obviously the note of influencers, I look at it as, as I'm hundred percent behind social media influencers. The reason why, and I'll say this on the way that I see it is we're all influencers. If I put a post out today and I write something and somebody says, thank you for writing that because you've helped me. I've influenced that person in the way their mind works. It's the same as yourself. You can go and do, to you, this is your adventure. This is your challenge. You could enjoy it, your time, you know, that, that couple of days there. But what it is, is you're going to, um, you're kind of like influencing somebody else who then might think, actually, I could give that a go. I could do that. But We're I think, all influencers, isn't it? I think, sorry, am I back? Sorry. My... No worries. My battery. Yeah. No worries. Um, I think that it's important in that, though, is this because it's natural and the only reason it's natural is because whether or not social media was is there i would still yeah. be doing these things for myself yeah when people are doing things just to do it for social media or to be seen to be doing something like that's that's not honest that's not true to yourself yeah. like i'm only doing these things for myself and if i can help people along the way um like i do receive a lot of messages you know now which i never used to and it's great because if i can help people do something or achieve something or give them advice on how to get started on i don't know going into the mountains or doing some sort of training you know yeah the effect on their life then then yeah i am an influencer in that way as much as i'll get but you're a positive you're a po that's the thing though you're you're positively influencing people you see and that's the way i'm i'm 100 percent behind that I don't really believe in negativity too much. Um, yeah. I know you're quite into stoicism. I'm quite a stoic person. So I don't let anything that's out of my control, I don't really let it worry me. Um, yeah. You know, I don't promote a negative approach to life because there's no point. Like, yeah. <laughs> being negative is yeah. just, you're projecting such a horrible thing to other people. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't have any benefit to me to be negative, you know. I, when anyone's negative around me, it dra drags the mood in that area down. I don't want to be that. I, I want to be positive to people and I want to give them a, you know, when they come away from spending time with me, I want them to feel good about themselves and I want them to feel like they've had a good time. And I don't think, like, a lot of people, all they do is complain about life or their job or someone at work's upset them. Just let it go. Just, you know focus on you and enjoy life because it's a crazy world that we live in and you know that's just we just got to get on with it and enjoy it absolutely i think what it is is like see points like that that's what it is it's about being the positive it's like it's that being that influencer being that you know being that, in that control where you are positively influencing somebody else, but you like you're giving that positive message, and it's about like you know people that you surround yourself with. I always say that I live by two rules. One of them is the controllables, and that's something I learned, and I, I and I keep repeating myself on that note. And purely because of that, of like only concentrate on what you can control, not what you can't. Live by that because everything else is out of your control. Stoicism. That's one part. 
you know? And the other part that I always believe in is that positivity because it's like, why, like, surround yourself with positive, then you'll become more positive than the people around you become more positive and then we can build a better society almost on that level. Exactly. And it's like I said, when I said about how I changed myself by accepting my own flaws and accepting my own positives, yeah. I wasn't ex experiencing a positive like way of life through the people that I was surrounded with. Yeah. And the only thing that I could control in that environment was myself. Yeah. So I only look at how I was projecting myself to other people. And that's the only thing that I could change. I can't change how people look at me. I can just control exactly how I put myself to them. And that's what I did. And it had such a big effect on my life. And, you know, the last two years have been a, just a continual step of growth. And, you know, I'm really thankful for the people that are around me now, because especially the guys at like Lakota, they're fucking awesome. Like, yeah. you know, and I can't, you know, we don't have to push any discount codes because yeah. it's not, we're not about putting out you know just loads and loads and loads of t-shirts it's about you know this logo meaning something to people and at the moment i feel like the, the image that we're putting out and the message we're putting out is an ethos of you know positive teamwork and a, a community vibe and i i hope that it's going to be a long and prosperous you know venture for us definitely because that's one thing that I, I like about the coat myself is because it's that brand that like you said it sticks with one logo it, that's it that's it you know like i said ethos there it's there's a lot of meaning behind that one logo there but it's about just keep like it's almost like keep putting the quality out there everything that you do is in that quality measure now i mean obviously like now you've like obviously joined them with the team and that uh, and andy's like obviously out there doing his own thing as well and it's, it's all come together but everyone's these individual elements but together you will create one team and that's like any team. And I think that's the best team teamwork works, works best that way with that individuals and that diversity. You've always got to have that diversity within any team because that's what makes it work. If everybody was the same mindset and the same, it would then just fade out. You do, you've got to have those clashes. You've got to have those, the positive negatives keep bouncing off each other. And that's why I say to myself with the way you are, you're very positive in your mindset and your drive and the direction you're looking at. It's like you bring a lot to the team because you can add in your personality into it. So that's what makes a, like an effective team. And that's almost we can look onto that level of like teamwork, leadership. You know, th there's all these elements there, but that's because working towards the common goal. Absolutely. I completely agree. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a, I'm very grateful to be part of them. And I, I think you're right within, everyone has to bring different qualities to any team. You know, it'd be no good of, like a football team all having defenders because yeah. you attack. And it's as simple as that, you know? Yeah, so. definitely, definitely. I think what it is as well, that's a great thing. If anybody obviously is following yourself and see like obviously the event, you've, like you've just done some the outdoor, shall I say this, outdoor events that I just look at and I think, wow, that's cool. You know, I love all that. You know, getting in the hills, you know, and especially the, the photography involved, you're kind of like, I like it. There's some real quality there. You know, and I think what it is, is when you look at all these different, if you looked at individual, like I said, individual accounts and you see like the photography and the quality and the, you know, what's out there, it's like everyone's doing it on that individual level, but together collectively, you're working together as that one team and you bring a lot. You do bring a lot there. I mean, is anything like it, obviously you'll be continuously training to do obviously you uh, like the right um like as they said um it'll be in september time but between say say now and then are you are you collectively working together just like looking at new projects of what you can push on boundaries um i'm always sort of coming up with some sort of stupid ideas of things that i want to do um i've become really good friends with a photographer who's also sort of an adventure as well james ed yeah. we've got some really cool things that we're going to be doing um through this summer and into the winter um but for me personally my goals at the moment uh i'm climbing penny fan with a 50 kg sandbag on my back in a club. um that's just a personal little challenge yeah, that, yeah. that i want to do um going to with team lakota to the lakes in august so we're going to have a get together do some adventure stuff um bits of planning a big charity event for next year um I can't really say too much about it, but no, it's, no. 
much much bigger than what we're doing this year um it it's just i i want to if something like the ride has an a positive a positive effect like it seems to be having and i can get the backing behind it then i'm going to keep pushing these things and you know challenging myself to make them bigger and make them bigger challenges you know to try and show people that they can do more than what they're doing and if an idiot and simple guy like me can do it then anyone can do it and that's part of the message i think but i think that's what brings like that element and it's like you, you like you say you can stand there as an everyday guy and say right you know i, I love doing this this is because it's a passion of mine and, it, and that inspires somebody else to think actually i can do that and that is something that i have seen an influx of over the last few years, especially outdoor activity, a lot more people thinking, right, I'm doing like mountains, doing like obviously lakes, rivers, you know, anywhere where they can start, they start pushing a few personal boundaries and they get out of that, outside that comfort zone. And I've seen a lot more increase in this. And you've got these things like Tough Modo and you've got all these outdoor events. And I know that's something that I've spoken to quite, with quite a few of the guests on, on here, you know, over the time that I've seen an influx in this. I think that's a real positive, and especially like if you've got like a group of uh, like yourselves and you're like showing, well, and like you said, I'm an everyday guy. I can do this. I'm doing this. And it, you know, influences somebody in that positive mind for them to get up and think, actually, I'd have a go at this. That's a win-win well, automatically. I think, I think the thing is, is people are, including myself, is seeing the benefits of what the outdoors can bring to us. You know, yeah. the that the human population grows and the bigger the cities get and the more like confined we're put into spaces of housing that's so close and you've got street lights everywhere that block the like the night sky or whatever yeah. as soon as you get out into the countryside and see the stars and yeah. it or out into a mountain it makes you feel like small again it makes everything effective yeah. you know i would like to say and like to think that anyone who knows me knows that I'm a very strong person. I'm very stoic and very yeah. direct and honest and strong morally. But I went away this weekend um, to Snowdonia uh, with yeah. a couple of guys. I drove through the night to, to see them at like, I got to their tents at 4.30 a.m. and woke them both up. Yeah. Uh, but I come away from that last night. Yeah feeling completely like stressless i felt happy like yeah. an even someone that's even like self-confessed very strong emotionally very strong minded it even i didn't realize how like the last week or two i've been sort of like aggy or or like yeah. a little bit short i didn't realize how much i needed it and i think with everything that's going on at the moment everyone is getting stressed tensions are high and I think more and more people need to be shown by people like Lakota. There are plenty of other companies that are doing it as well. Just projecting the benefits to mental health within physical endeavor or getting out into nature. Because yeah, definitely. that's what I'm trying to project is getting outdoors or pushing yourself physically. It takes away the worries and stresses of life like they're still going to be there but for those you know that hour that you're in the gym or for you know the few hours that you're up in a mountain perspective comes back you know is it is that argument with your partner worth arguing about or are those bills that are stressing you out you know are they worth worrying about the whole day is it worth not getting a night of sleep you know yeah it just puts everything back into perspective because we're such a small thing on this huge planet. Like, and that's what I like about the mountains and nature. It just reminds you of exactly who we are and a little bit of where we come from. And I think a lot of people that sit down in front of TV and watch all these bullshit reality TV programs that celebrate celebrities that haven't really achieved or done anything. Yeah. You know, I, I don't like the way it, Put, it makes society. I don't like the way it influences them. I think that the media and uh, reality TV celebrates the wrong thing. We should be celebrating people that have achieved something. People like Ross Edgley, who swam around Great Britain. Oh, absolutely. Like doctors that have actually like found a cure to a disease. Because we don't see that. What we see on yeah. the, the newspaper is who's fucking who. You know, yeah. 
doing cocaine. I don't care. Tell me something yeah. positive. I know they need to sell headlines, but I need I I want people to aspire to, not people that have done something wrong. Like yeah. it doesn't make sense to me. And so yeah. through my social media, if I can do that with the help of people like Team Lacoe or my friend James, if I can project a more positive thing and show people the benefits of physical endeavors or fitness adventures then that's what i'm going to try and do absolutely because i mean i think you've just hit the nail on the head on every aspect really of society in the way things you know and i think all it is is because i always like to i know we've got the last like five minutes of this and i mean i could speak hours on going out doing the mountain you know hiking and like um doing hill walking and abseiling canoeing any kind of area you know you know that i just love that area of life you know, just keep exploring, keep pushing the boundaries. And I always like to roll, uh, wrap the um, podcast up. Always like to ask that one question. Uh, you know, I mean, what if you could give one piece of advice, what would it be just in general in life? And I think you've actually kind of hit a few of them. But I mean, is there anything specific that you kind of could say there? I, okay, so yeah, there's probably a few, but I would probably say that the most important thing that anyone can do is be honest with themselves. Yeah. Uh, that is, to look inside yourself and be honest with yourself about where you are in your life, where you want to be in your life, who the person you are and who the person that you want to be is, you know, we're all, our, we can all be our own superheroes, but at first we need to accept exactly what's inside us and exactly the, the negatives and the positives, you know, look at the actions that are happening around you, the way people react to you, the way that people treat you, usually that can be controlled a little bit by how you are. And I think a lot of people are afraid to actually admit their own faults and being honest with themselves, you know, because it's hard, it hurts, uh, you know, yeah. it wasn't a nice process for me and it's not nice and it might take a while. It isn't just a quick thing. You can't just say, oh, well, I'm a prick or I'm, you know, I'm a jealous person. I have to change this and it's instant. It takes work and you can go to the gym and, or like go for a run to improve your fitness but we all need to learn to be able to improve our, and work out on our mind as well because our mind is actually far more powerful than our body. And yeah, through honesty, you can do that. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I couldn't agree more on every one of them points because it is essentially just being yourself. And like you're saying, it's, it's like almost a chipping away. Keep chipping away and keep working on that. And like I said earlier on about myself, that's one thing I always try and put across about myself very much. It's like I'll say, look, this is a flaw. This is a weakness of mine. But I'm going to work on that and create a strength from it. I'll always take the positive from that negative, whatever it is. And and I think that's what it is, is how you grow, how you evolve. It's always taking those, taking yourself, breaking yourself down, but looking at yourself on every aspect. Can I do this better? Could I do this? What am I struggling with? What's this? And it is about being brutally honest and saying, you know what I mean? Look at yourself. Take that good look. And like you said, it takes time. And yeah. I think that's what it is, isn't it? You know, it's that learning curve every day. It is and you you should be forever growing you know yeah. and like for me if someone meets me now and they knew me two years ago i'm a completely different person and they say oh yeah. well you changed well i should hope so and i hope in another two years i'm an even more developed person you know that's that's what everyone should be doing they should be like continually growing and this is one thing that i think of really that's really important and I don't know if this might upset some people but it's within relationships and yeah. it's when you see this in a relationship a lot when someone gets into a relationship they suddenly become comfortable and they say like they've yeah. got weight you know and they let themselves go you know because they've found the person that they're in love with okay but if yeah. that relationship breaks up they then straight away they go to the gym and get themselves in a better position now yeah. I've never understood this because I've always thought that if I'm with the person that I'm in love with, like I am, I have a beautiful partner and she's amazing, I want to be the best person for her, not just if we broke up and I needed to attract another girl, if yeah. that makes sense. I think you should always strive to be a better person and your relationship should be a reflection of that and you should be a partnership that grows together. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I know we're just rolling down the last 30 seconds here, really, but I mean, it's been absolutely brilliant. You know, yes. absolutely thoroughly enjoyed the hour. <laughs> Mate, thank you again for inviting me on. It's been uh, it's been awesome and uh, I'm honoured. So thanks, uh, Gary. You're thank more than welcome.
allowing me to promote the ride you know so anyone that wants to uh, donate to the ride the link is in my bio on my instagram page which is lee underscore iberson yeah brilliant because what i'll do is i'll put all this on the on the uh, stories anyway i'll put it all out there on stories and also like every everything that's obviously linked to yourself there and obviously the charity as well um we'll get it all done but like i said it's a massive thanks again mate there and we'll be speaking soon all yeah. right you-